this chapter begins with uh, Arjuna's question that you have praised both karma yoga and karma sanyas so tell me one of them which i should follow so bhagwan says both of them are good they lead to the same goal but for you i suggest karma yoga because without karma yoga karma sanyas is difficult karma sanyas is not just uh, renouncing everything but renouncing the sense of doership even when the actions are happening the sense of doership is dropped naiva kinchit karomi ti i am not doing anything this firm conviction arises not saying but a firm conviction arises and this comes after gaining proper understanding proper wisdom and this wisdom we can gain only when our mind is sufficiently purified by following the sadhana of karma yoga and some other uh, spiritual practices our mind when it becomes pure then we will be able to comprehend what is said in vedanta about our own self vedanta tells us who we are but even the simple thing to comprehend takes uh, a lot of lot of uh, time and energy and it requires lot of contemplation so bhagwan advise arjuna that you follow the path of karma yoga then that will purify you and you can then reach the state of karma sanyas wherein you will come to know that you are not the doer and then you can thereafter you can meditate on that supreme self and realize it and get established in it bhagwan also described the nature of all these realized masters who are free from all uh sorrows and all ups and downs and have attained that supreme state of happiness within their own self another thing which bhagwan says which will help is uh, vairagya from the sense pleasures because when we have that vairagya our mind can be withdrawn from the world of objects so bhagwan talked about that vairagya by saying that all these uh, pleasures are the very source of sorrow and pain so one who can withstand the force of this karma and krodha while living in this world is is really happy so after gaining this sufficient uh, i mean proper knowledge and vairagya one has to go into that state of meditation and one who has reached the state of meditation one who has attained that what we call nirvikalpa samadhi and come to has come to comprehend his own self has become then free such a person is called jivan mukta such a person is called one who has attained brahma nirvan various names are there so about such a realized master bhagwan tells in the following verses and then he will tell us briefly about the path of meditation so we'll chant verse number 24 yonta sukhantara ramah 
तथाजोतिरवयोगी ब्रह्मण ब्रह्मभूतोधिगछति योतस्सुखोतराम तथाजोतिरवय सयोगी ब्रह्म निर्वाण ब्रह्मभूतोधिगछति हाँ सच योगी हु हैज फॉलोड द पाथ ऑफ कर्मयोग कर्म वॉट कॉल ज्ञान मार्ग कर्म संन्यास हैज अटेन वैराग्य एंड वन हु हैज मेडिटेटेड ऑन द सेल्फ such a person gains that state of brahma nirvan but what what is that state what is the experience or what is the state of such a person bhagwan says yo antasukaha there are two three pointers important mentioned here one is such seeker has become antasukaha his sukha is antaha in the atma itself he has uh, he derives bliss and happiness in his own self alone antas sukha not bahis sukha not indriya sukha not mana sukha but antas sukha see it's like the sun we see the reflection of the sun in the waters different types of waters we see the reflection they are also quite quite powerful the reflection and if the water is clean the reflection is more clear but it is totally different to directly comprehend the sun itself which is free from all reflection similarly all the sukha which we attain through the senses through the mind is like a reflected happiness of the self but a yogi who has shifted his attention on his self experiences that's joy of his own self antas sukha inner bliss inner happiness happiness of the self therefore he is also antararamaha he is one who revels in his own self who plays in his own self or who is who revels in his own self atmaramaha no there is no what you call uh, no desire or motivation to revel in anything else atma ramaha see these are all these terms we might not fully comprehend them but uh, as we progress on this path and as we go through it we will be able to see this it's like a person is told that if you go on this road you will see those milestones on the way when you see this milestone you know that you have uh, you are very close to your destination hmm. similarly these are the milestones when we arrive at this milestone we know that we are close to our destination And what is the milestone antasukaha and antararamaha one is one has derived sukha one has experienced sukha in his own self and one revels in his own self and antar jyoti hi and 
for him the atma alone is the supreme light supreme consciousness supreme knowledge he is of inner light not external light so therefore in our symbolically in our temples also the sanctum sanctorium where the lord is is illumined by the light from that place itself from that inner light a little dia is there which illumines the lord hmm. similarly here the uh, master has realized the inner light the light of his own self he has understood that by that light alone his mind senses intellect and all has got the luminosity or the power to know but the light belongs to that self alone which is self luminous it doesn't derive light from anything else like the moon gets the light from the sun but the sun is self shining it doesn't require any other light similarly the mind and intellect and senses they need the light of that consciousness to be alive to know to function but that self is self luminous so one who has recognized this self one who is happy in his own self one who is reveling in his own self sa yogi such a person is called yogi and such a yogi brahma nirvanam brahma bhutah adigachati having uh, attained that brahma attains that state of brahma nirvana means moksha attains moksha attains freedom from all limitations no longer bound to a limited body no longer bound to this samsara has become free without the body having been dropped the person becomes free to give the example of the let us say that uh, pot and pot space so the space which was thinking that it is a pot first step is that it starts realizing that i am not the pot i am the space within the pot then that space also understand that i am the space outside the pot also so the you can say the space within the pot can be called atma then the space all around is called brahma so that space you can say realizes that i am that all pervading space even when the pot is still there it doesn't bind that space similarly the one who has reached the deep state of meditation that nirvikalpa samadhi has become free from all bondage and has become one with that brahma brahma bhutah having become brahma means having realized that i am brahma attains brahma nirvana moksha brahma nirvanam adhigachati so this brahma nirvana one can attain only in the deep state of meditation and even after attaining that uh, brahma nirvana one can it is uh, what you call uh, the body is still there the world is still there the atma still looks at the world but the whole vision has changed is called a realized master a jivan mukta jivan eva mukta even while in this world 
is free from all bondage about the same jivan mukta two more verses are there and then bhagwan will tell us about meditation such verse number 25 labhante brahma nirvanam ऋषयक्षीणकमशाभूतहितेरताभूतहितेरताषयक्षीणकमशा चिन्हद्वैधायतात्मानःृषयःदिसलाइजमास्टरऑल्सोकॉल्डऋषिऋषिमीन्सूसीन्ृथ्वीन्सलेटेडियर्सियर्फ्वाट्नोटी seer of the self seer of one's own supreme nature he is called rishi so such a, a realized master who is a rishi brahma nirvanam labante attains that state of moksha brahma nirvan when after becoming totally free of all kalmasha kshina kalmashah kalmash means impurities all impurities of the mind all the negativities of the mind and it is not that it is something which one has to keep on cleaning continuously the basic impurity of the mind is ignorance ignorance means not knowing our own self and assuming ourselves to be something and someone else that is the basic impurity on that alone is all other impurities are made so the basic impurity itself get negated through the right knowledge and then through the supreme experience aparoksha anubhuti so kshina kalmasha in the beginning we can purify the mind uh, to a certain extent to karma yoga and other sadhana but then finally it becomes more pure to knowledge and then supremely pure after gaining that state of self realization so kshina kalmashah free from all kalmash all impurities chinnadvaidha and free from all samshay all doubts free from all doubts as long as the doubt is there our knowledge is not complete see we have knowledge of so many things about especially in the field of spirituality but it is also accompanied by little doubt little or more ha huh? doubt is there means complete conviction is not there i am brahma this much knowledge by now we must have gained but there is uh, no conviction first of all the uh, exact understanding of i and that brahma i as brahma is not clear and even if it is clear some doubt 
as how can I be Brahma? What about this? What about that? And if I Brahma, I become Brahma, who will take care of my family? And so many little, little things are there. And I have become old now. If I become Brahma, what will happen? And uh, before I become Brahma, let me write my will. So such silly little things might be there in the mind. But as we progress, maybe some more esoteric doubts can be there. <laughs> more. Actually, from the question also, you come to know the level of the questioner. Like here we find that Arjuna's question also become more and more sublime as we progress in the in this Bhagavad Gita. Even the Upanishad, the questions of the questioners are very sublime. They are not just ordinary questions. So all our questions get dissolved. All our doubts get dissolved. Chinnas samshayaha we become. So chinnadvaidha, free from all samshay, all doubts. Because directly the person comes to comprehend the self, not indirectly. It's called Aparoksha Anubhuti. Aparoksha means without any media, free from any media. Where there is media, there is some kadabad. We know about the media. So media will have their own prejudices, own, own color of the truth. So some incident is there. And if you are hearing it through the media, seeing it through the media, they will add their own color, their own masala, namak, mirchi, wo dal ke, they show. So it is not as it is, it is through the media. Similarly, at present we are experiencing the truth only, but through the media of our mind, of our intellect, of our uh, desires, of our likes and dislikes, of our confusions, these are the media. So, aparoksha anubhuti means free from all media, the experience of the self, by the self, in the self. No need of any media is required. Aparoksha. So, that experience removes all doubt. Chinnadvaidha yatatmanaha with his indriyas under control. The senses, the mind, absolutely uh, in control. It, it doesn't move without his permission. At present, in the state of ignorance, the mind and senses move without taking our permission. We sit for meditation, and by the end of it, where the mind has gone, we don't know. Once Mullah Nasruddin was going on his, on his donkey, and suddenly the donkey started running like anything. Donkeys, you never know, they have their own agenda. He started running. So someone asked Mullah, that where are you going in such a hurry? He said, why are you asking me? You ask my donkey. <laughs> Stupid question you are asking me. You ask the donkey. <laughs> Similarly, our mind is like the donkey. It runs. It has got its own agenda. It doesn't ask us, it doesn't take our permission. But a realized master is one whose mind will not move even one, one inch without his... Because there is no motivation to move anywhere. There is no, uh, no uh, craving to move anywhere. There is nothing that mind can gain great so that it can move. Huh? 
it, it, it doesn't move in any place because there is no place which is so great that he, he has to go there. So when he has attained it, Brahma Nirvan, the mind, the senses, the intellect remains in its own place. It moves only when it is required for some interaction and all moves. Again it comes back to its place. Like Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi, if you ask him some question, he might speak and then again he sits in his own state. So that is called free from yatatmanaha, complete control over the senses, the mind, the intellect. Hence, sarva bhuta hite rataha, and they are, are engaged, engaged means they are always in tune with the welfare of all beings. How? By being in a state of total non-violence, ahimsa. Being in the state of ahimsa, a realized master, is not danger for anyone. It's like the water for the fish. The water is not danger for the fish. Different type of fish live in water. Some fish are very dangerous also, some are nice sweet little fish. All of them are staying in water. They are neither afraid of water, nor the water is afraid of them. They live in total harmony. Similarly, a Mahatma is like water, and this world is like the fish moving around here and there. World doesn't have any fear from Mahatmas, and the Mahatma doesn't have fear from the world. So he is Sarvabhuta Hiterata, not proactively doing something, but the very presence of a realized master is a blessing for the whole world. So that is the great grand state or great grand um, uh, state of realization or enlightenment which uh, we have to attain, which is shown here to all of us. Further, Bhagavan says, Kama Krodha Vyuktanam Yatinam Yatachetasam Abhito Brahma Nirvanam Vartate Viditatmanam Kama Krodaviyuktanam Yatinam Yatachetasam Abhito Brahma Nirvanam Vartate Viditatmanam Again, the state of realization is pointed out that this yati, this uh, realized master, is kama krodha vyuktanam, who is free from kama and krodha, free from kama krodha, yata chetasam, whose antakarana is under his control, viditatmanam, who has uh, realize or who has gained the knowledge of his own self, such a yati, Brahma Nirvanam Vartate, for him there is this Brahma Nirvana, Moksha, where Abhitaha at all times, while the body is there, 
and even when the body falls off they are in a state of moksha only kama krodha vyuktana they have become free of kama and krodha see ignorance is the basic impurity that ignorance alone create the other dosha like kama and krodha and the desire for happiness desire for seeking pleasure desire to repeat this pleasure again and again going out in through our mind to senses to seek pleasure is that kama and when that pleasure is not attained when there are obstacles when some problems are there then we get irritated and that is our krodh so this is the this is the favorite pastime of an ignorant person seeking pleasure constantly and getting annoyed when that pleasure is not gained and when that pleasure is gained greed comes i want more because that pleasure however great doesn't satisfy us always it leaves a another desire to have more that is a very strange thing about this pleasure that it doesn't we feel don't feel completely what you call fulfilled but again another desire comes in in mahabharata elsewhere we give an example that it is like fire the more you put fuel in that fire the more it burns it doesn't get satiated by the fuel it it feels that oh fire is there let me just put some fuel and then it will it will it will become all right no it wants more it demands more it demands more even if the woods of the whole world is put in fire the fire will still demand more that is a great strange thing about fire so our desires are like this fire and fulfilling the desire is like putting fuel the more it wants more it wants it never because it is seeking infinity so it can never be satisfied with the finite and infinity is gained only by attaining that self not by any other thing of this world so even if one gains swarga prapti and and special pleasures of that swarga still that mind will not be satisfied even the devatas and all they are not satisfied according to the the stories which we read in puranas and all even the devatas even indra bhagwan which is who is the king of all the devatas who has got all the pleasures in his hand but he is also not satisfied so pleasures alone cannot satisfy a person and through pleasure we are seeking lasting happiness but lasting happiness is not there in the very mechanism of gaining that pleasure it is it comes through contact of the object and the contact doesn't last long and when it loses we the pleasure also goes away so kama and kama and krodha are associated therefore in third chapter we saw both bhagwan says is the cause of our pap so kama when it is not fulfilled when it is obstructed then the same that energy gets converted into krodha is like the water which is flowing in the river if you put a dam the same water develops great krodha it wants to destroy that dam if no opening is left in the dam dam 
then the dam has got it like because it is a flow you cannot stop the flow like that so karma is a flow and whenever it is obstructed it converts into krodha but when it is fulfilled it gets converted into lobha i want more and even when it is fulfilled we compare with others i have told this before also and then we feel proud if we have more than others and we feel jealous if we get less than others so comparison gives rise to pride and jealousy fulfillment gives rise to uh, what you call uh, greed and also uh, delusion that yeah whatever i do everything i am the master and all so mother arrogance of vanity and all comes and the person gets totally deluded by this but this yati who has seen and experienced the self has become free of kama krodha kama krodha vyuktana has become free they have dropped no struggle to drop them they have dropped this kama and krodha cannot be dropped with effort only you put forth effort again they will come so they can be eliminated only by right understanding so unnecessary struggling with this kama and krodha is not proper many times we try to torture ourselves by preventing ourselves from experiencing the pleasures of this world suppressing our desires and suppressing our and going for some anger management and all those anger management and suppressing desires are temporary upay then you will get angry with that anger manager only hmm. it can be eliminated only through right wisdom huh so kama krodha vyuktanam yatinam this yatis this one who has gained the proper knowledge and freedom from all attachment yatachetasam who has total control over his senses and the mind and the main thing is viditatmanam who has recognized the self who has seen the self see just as we see this book just as we see with our eyes similarly we see and understand things with our mind so these are medium with which we recognize and see things but to recognize the self all these mediums are not required but these mediums keep on disturbing us so through right knowledge and all these mediums become free from all disturbance and in that state of total silence of all this disturbing medium one comes to recognize oneself by oneself it's like that water when it is flowing we can't see our face clearly but when the water becomes absolutely still we can see our face and once we see our face we are we become convinced that i have a face then even when i don't look at the water i have the realization that i have a face similarly in that stillness of the mind which has gained come as a result of knowledge one comes to recognize oneself and once one has recognized oneself is free viditatmanam such a self realized master has attained brahma nirvana moksha identification or oneness with brahma abhitah for him that moksha is now while the body is there 
and even when the body falls off. It's called Jivan Mukti and Videha Mukti. Both, I mean, is free while the body is alive and when the body falls off also is free only. It doesn't matter. So this is the grand state, grand vision which is shown here, which uh, the final state or the final step to attain this is uh, is Dhyana Yoga. Dhyana Yoga is considered as the Antaranga Sadhana, innermost, inner, what you call Sadhana. We have various, various Sadhanas, many of them are outer, and then we reach the knowledge, Shravan, Manan, Shravan, listening, Manan, reflecting, contemplating, and then we come to Dhyana Yoga, Niridhyasana, which is the innermost. If we are doing meditation, or if we are following the path of meditation before only, we might be meditating on something else, or we might be just concentrating on something. Concentration alone is not meditation. It is concentration. Like we keep on looking, staring at someone, it's called concentration. Or it can be called staring also. But uh, if we, instead of staring at other person, we stare at ourselves, whether we stare at our breathing, or we create some picture in our mind and keep on staring at it or keep on looking at it. It's called concentration. Concentration is helpful. Concentration itself is not meditation. We also do japa, constantly chant some name. Ram, Ram or Om or Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. That also is concentration. That itself is not meditation. It's called japa. So it helps to concentrate our mind on one point. Concentrate the thoughts on one point. But concentrating the thought at one point doesn't give knowledge. It just makes the mind more peaceful, more quiet. Knowledge is a different game altogether. So, knowledge is gained by the Shravan and Manan. Listening to the scriptures listening from someone about myself, who am I, and then contemplating and understanding my own nature in such a way that all my false concept and false uh, notions, they drop off. If after understanding, if the false notion is still there, that my understanding is not complete. Hmm. False notion drops off. Like I had given example yesterday of that manhole. I am walking and then suddenly I notice that manhole. And I understand there is a manhole. And I continue walking, I will fall into it. This understanding when happens, I just stop in my track or I change my direction. Similarly, when I understand that I am not this body, I am not the mind, that when understanding happens, that notion drops. It is not something which we have to put for effort to throw away an everyday chant that I am not the body or something. Chanting regularly will not help. It will be just repetition of one one mantra. I am not the body, I am not the I am not the body. One may go mad also by saying this regularly. Because it's just a repetition of uh, some particular thought which we might not have understood. So what is not understood, repeating it, will not 
there is no guarantee that we will understand it. Like E is equal to MC square. Albert Einstein understood it. He told. So every day you chant E is equal to MC square. E is equal to MC square. E is equal to MC square. You chant it 10,000 times or million times. Understanding of that will not happen. Guaranteed. But mind will become focus. That is also guaranteed. Every time you chant E is equal you will feel great bliss. E is equal to MC square. You will feel nice and soft and everything. That is there. Because concentration makes the mind calm, peaceful, and one experiences great joy and great peace. But knowledge doesn't take place. Knowledge takes place through shravan and chintanam. We have to contemplate rational thinking based on the scriptural guidance. We have, because intellect understands logic, it doesn't understand repetition. Repetition is understood by the mind. Very good. But intellect understands logic. If it is clear to the intellect, it accepts it. It drops all false concepts instantly. That is the beauty. In the good old days, uh, there used to be Shastrartha. Shankaracharya used to meet other great scholars and discuss with them. And they had one concept and Shankaracharya used to present his. And they used to understand what they are missing or where they went wrong. And they used to just drop it and become his, accept him as their master. There was no attachment to my opinion and all those things. No fanatic attachment. If I am wrong, I am wrong. If I am right, I am right. It's not something personal. If two plus two is four, if I am saying it or you are saying it, it is it is a truth. So this knowledge is very important. And after gaining that knowledge through shravan and mananam, one has to then even after gaining knowledge, the whole the wrong notion drops. But out of habit we might continue to accept ourselves as a limited being. In order to drop that habit, we have to then meditate to gain the final state of realization. That technique of meditation, briefly Bhagavan mentions in the following verses, and he will elaborately discuss it in the sixth chapter. So let us chant the 27th verse. Sparshan Kritva Bahir Bahyan Chakshushchevantare Bhruvoho Prana Panausamau Kritva Nasabhantara Charinau Parshan Kritva Bahir Bhaihyan Chakshushchevantare Bhruvoho Prana Panao Samao Kritva Nasabhyantara Charinao This one half, the sentence is completed in the next verse. Bhagavan says, Parshan Kritva Bahir Bhaihyan Keeping the Sparsha, all the 
touch here touch means all the five objects five objects of perception are called sparsh because they are touched by our senses like sound taste touch and all shabda sparsh rupa rasagandha they are called sparsh here because they are touched by our senses only when they are touched by the senses we experience them so bhagwan says the first step is you keep those sense objects outside only sparshan kritva bahihi bahyan the outer sense object keep them out first we'll see the literal meaning then he says chakshuhu cha eva antare bhruvoho and your eyes focus them on your um, in between your eyebrows chakshuhu cha eva antare bhruvoho in the center of your brows eyebrows then prana pano samokritva then prana and apan which is prana and apan nasa bhantara charino the expression of this prana and apan as our breathing breathing in is called prana breathing out is called apana so this prana and apana has to be made samaha sama means uh, harmonious same literally it means same make the incoming and outgoing breath same prana pana samakrutva nasa bhantara charino which is flowing which is moving in our nostrils that prana and apana make it saman having made it saman bhagwan says in the following words that yatendriya manobuddhi controlling your mind and intellect munihi one who has understood through reflection the nature of the self moksha parayana having taken that moksha itself as the supreme goal when he sits in this way free from ichha bhaya and krodha desire anger and fear he becomes free he is called free he is always free yas sada mukta eva sah so let us go step by step sparshan kritva bahir bahyan so when we sit for meditation after gaining the understanding of our own self after understanding the gaining the knowledge theoretically and conviction in our intellect that i am that consciousness pure i am not the doer i am same in all the beings i am infinite i am free from all vikar modification this knowledge when we are when we have gained and we are convinced about it but still that state of uh, what you call uh, nirvikalpa samadhi is not attained then we have to practice this meditation so bhagwan says after you sit that details about sitting and how and all those things will be taken up in the next chapter says that after sitting for meditation one should keep the sense the or the objects of the world outside keep the world outside when we sit for meditation it is like a inner journey we have to take to the subject world is an object world is seen and i am the seer so it is not the journey towards the seen but it is journey towards the seer 
So, when we sit for meditation, Bhagavan says, keep the outer objects outside. Outer objects are anyway outside. What does it mean? It means that don't contemplate on them. Don't think about them. When we hear some sound, don't think of that sound. When we, hear, when we get some other perception, don't think about them. Anyway, if we close our eyes, all the forms and colors, they remain outside. When we close our mouth, all the taste remain outside. This, uh, when we sit at one place also, without moving, all the touch also remains outside. But uh, nose, we cannot close it. And our uh, ears also remains open. So whatever one hears and whatever one smells, that also one need not contemplate on. Not only about the world which is experienced now, but one should not even go into memory lane, like trying to remember the past uh, objects which I have experienced. So keep the world outside by not contemplating on them, because they enter our system when we contemplate. Like now in your mind, you hear my words and that enters your mind. Such a great miracle actually, I tell you, it's a great miracle. Now all of you are sitting here, huh? what is there in your mind? Whatever it is there. Now I will put one thing in your mind. Monkey. See, it has gone. Nice fat monkey with a long tail, jumping from one tree to another and smiling also. But this monkey has gone into your mind. Why it has gone? Because you heard and now you give details also. Your own color you put. I must have said this much long tail, but you have added three or four feet more. <laughs> that is your, that is your, what you call, your freedom to add whatever. Hmm. So it enters, and when that monkey enters, he starts jumping around. You can't stop it, because you have made it, you created it. You create, it's like that cartoon and all, no? they created that cartoon, and then those cartoon figures jump here and there. So we, outer world enters our mind, we put, add some masala to it, and that it keeps on jumping, dancing. People come into our mind, they become alive, they start moving around in our mind, giving advice, doing all sorts of things. Bhagavan says, outer objects, outside people, outside place, outside situation, outside all that experiences which you had, keep them outside only. They are not required for meditation. So let them remain outside. Very beautiful uh, term. So, sparsham kritva bahir bahyan. Keep the sparsha outside. Having done that, lot of our agitation of the mind gets controlled. See, therefore this state is difficult in the beginning, but if we have followed the previous sadhana, then it becomes easy. Then chakshuhu cha eva antare bhruvohu. Our eyes actually are uh, very sensitive. And uh, eyes, they are, they are what you call, they follow the mind, follow the thoughts very, very 
this if i have a thought of some color of some form and all the eyes will even the physical eyes will turn to see it like as though and they see it very clearly when you are dreaming the eyes keep on moving here and there it's called rapid eye movement when we are dreaming now dreaming means we are creating a dream world but this eyes physical eye also keep moving because they are keep seeing that the picture and they are coming all those so this eyes play a very important role they move according to the our thoughts therefore one who is restless his eyes move a lot one who is calm and peaceful the eyes also becomes very calm peaceful if you look at the mahatma eyes like bhagwan ramana maharshi's and all they are absolutely still and deep like uh, you can go into the eyes and you are in the another brahmand altogether so while meditating if we keep the eyes steady then the mind also becomes steady it is easier to keep the eye steady and bhagwan uh, depending see when we are uh, when we are what you call little sad and all our eyes goes down when doing chinta and all we do like the chinta niche zameen pe dekh chinta aise karte nahi kabhi what are you doing you chinta kar raha hu aise chinta nahi aise to mahatma log upar dekhte hain if you see the photograph of uh, uh, ram tirtha he is looking up he is thinking but uh, other people they are doing chinta like this hmm. even pravachan mein actually sometimes people aise baith jate that means very what you call bore ho gaye ab kab khatam ho jayega it's called sign of boredom नीचे देखते तो सम डिप्रेसिंग स्टॉट सामने देखते सम मोटिवेशन इन ऑफ कि आगे बढ़ना है ये करना है आगे बढ़ना है बट वेन वी लुक अप दैट मीन्स वी हैव इंस्पायरिंग इंस्पायरिंग थॉट और गोइंग बियॉन्ड ऑर्डनरी थिंकिंग इन ऑल सो इट हेल्प्स इफ वी लुक अप वाइल मेडिटेटिंग not with your eyes open but as though looking up with our eyes closed as though looking at in between the eyebrows so it helps to quieten the mind because the mind is uh, the eyes are in the habit of going forward or down only generally so when we go up our thoughts also start going up or becoming more sublime and they subside so it helps if one keeps the eyes uh, as though as though focused on, in between the eyebrows where they say is the the chakra also but forget about the chakra but even one has to just as though looking up hmm so that is bruvoho cha eva antare chakshuhu that makes the mind more quiet then prana pano samakritva then the pranayam actually this one has to learn proper pranayam otherwise also the again our mind and thoughts are directly related to our breathing when our thoughts become little negative and all our breathing becomes erratic 
the breathing either we are very excited or very angry or very jealous or very this that the breathing becomes erratic breathing becomes non harmonious hmm breathing is directly connected again to your thinking just by looking at a person's breathing you know what is his thinking i mean need not worry about that but uh, angry and all so you know that uh, babu ji ko gussa aa raha hai ha kaise pata unke naak mein dekho zyada hawa nikal rahi hai garam hawa nikal rahi hai garam hawa mein garam gussa hai so when we make the breathing uh, we regulate it the incoming and outgoing breath first through practice and then it should spontaneously if it becomes uh, more regulated then the mind also start becoming more and more calm and peaceful because when the breathing is not effect, not getting affected that means the mind has become calm it's like a like the uh, like the lake when the boat is there on the lake and that boat is moving very softly and all without disturbing the water when the water is not disturbed you know that boat is moving very softly gently but when it wants to move in a particular direction and like even some swimmers and all they when they practice swimming and all you should never swim with them they will kick you and they will scratch you all over because they are out to but when a person become expert is smooth so smoothly will that even the waters don't move so much so similarly our thoughts when they are uh, calm and peaceful our breathing becomes absolutely rhythmic or on the other hand when the breathing becomes rhythmic the mind start becoming calm and peaceful so prana pano samakrutva having made our breathing rhythmic they should have a particular rhythm it's it's like a like the beating of the this na what you call tabla and all it has a particular rhythm similarly the breathing should have a particular rhythm so nasa bhantara charyanam so having done this the next step bhagwan says in the next verse yatendriyamano buddhi hi munir moksha parayana vigate ichha bhaya krodha yasada mukta evasah यतेन्द्रियमनो बुद्धि मुनेर्मोक्षपरायण विगते क्रोध युक्त हाँ यतेन्द्रियमनो बुद्धि देन अगेन द मेडिटेटर द ध्यान योगी शुड हैव कंप्लीट कंट्रोल ओवर हिस् senses his mind and intellect yatendriyaha indriya should not disturb since we have kept the sense objects outside the indriyas are given chutti like you don't have to do anything you just because atma is not something which we have to see with our eyes or hear with our ears 
or touch with our skin. So it is not the object of our senses. Senses, they only contact the world outside, but to contact the Atma, senses are not required. But they are not used to keeping silent. Like some people, they are workaholic. You can't make them sit at one place. Not that they want to achieve something, not that they are interested, but adat ho jati hai. Just can't. Or even if you make them sit at one place, they will keep on shaking their hand like, kuch to karenge. Sometimes people come, jabardasti, they bring them for provachan, they are restless there. Kuch to ekdam kuch karenge. Kuch ne to mobile baja denge. Now I feel very happy. Like that. Restless, restless. So, it is necessary to keep the senses free. Give them chutti. Unko casual leave de do. During meditation you tell, there is nothing to see, hear, taste, touch. So you don't have any role to play. And the mind is just the extension of the senses. So mind also doesn't have any role to play. So mind also is given chutti. Intellect has understood the nature of the self. Intellect is convinced. Intellect has no more questions. Intellect has no more doubt. So intellect has also become silent. Intellect is a questioner. Mind is a feeler. I want to feel that. I want to feel this. Senses want to perceive. They want all sensation. So all of them are given chutti. He says, Chupchap betho. Yatendriya mano buddhi hi. Mana buddhi. See, in, while, while doing, in concentration, mind is not given chutti. While chanting and all, mind is not given chutti. Japa also, there is no chutti for them. But in meditation, they are given holiday. So if we are meditating, we are saying that we are meditating and still the, all these senses and mind and are all engaged in some activity, then that is not meditation. They are given chutti only. So yatendriya mano buddhihi munihi. Muni means mananashilvan. A contemplative sage is the meditator here. Contemplation. Through contemplation, he has come to understand the nature of his own self. He has come to know what is that I am not the doer, I am the pure consciousness, such is Ananda Swarupaha. And and being myself, I will be free of all the bondage. Because the bondage is not there for me. But I assume myself to be bound. I assume myself to be limited. So I by nature is not bound. So having understood all this, one sits for meditation, moksha parayanaha, with single pointed agenda of gaining moksha. This is another important factor. Meditation is not meant to check your BP or to uh, help in digestion or to get good night's sleep. It is not uh, something like, it is not a therapeutic uh, this. It is meant for moksha. Means moksha is the single pointed agenda. Then that is the final state of meditation we will be arriving. 
otherwise it's it is just a practice which we are doing which is not meditation as i said it is just some concentration or something else meditation is a final uh, gateway to moksha as i had mentioned before also it's like death you cannot say that every day i practice death you know pehle bhi bahut bar death maine practice ki but how come you are alive so meditation you cannot say i have practiced i am practicing meditation so are you a realized person if you are not realized then god knows what you are practicing meditation is the final it's a final gateway to the state of moksha before that we can say i was i was what you call it's not practice of meditation it's just a hope that i will go into a state of meditation it's like a person trying to sleep a person who is asleep is different and one who is trying to sleep is awake only another person who is awake and this fellow who is trying to sleep they are in the both state in the same state only difference is this fellow is rolling on the ground and the other fellow is watching the football match that is the only difference otherwise both are in the waking state only going into the state of meditation is different so that happens when we have single pointed agenda moksha parayana i want moksha i want freedom from all bondage i want to dissolve my this limited identity once and for all is like death in in some text like ashtavakra gita and all the teacher says that people are afraid of meditation because it is like the final death of the ego see even ordinary death the ego doesn't die is born again but this is total annihilation of the ego like our actually our in computer we delete na sometimes we delete but this go and stay in our that what you call that dustbin ne recycle bin it is there sometimes we are kalti se maine delete kiya kitna acha tha so you can retrieve it <laughs> but uh, deleting permanently so this ego is deleted permanently just imagine that this identity which you have now it will just dissolve like the like the rainbow which dissolves like the clouds which just dissolves no longer that cloud which you had seen and you liked it is there it has just gone like that that ahankar that limited identity which i had it just dissolves completely so if one is ready for this and one has got this as the agenda then only that person is said to be meditating moksha parayana see each and every word is important bhagwan says moksha parayana parayana means the ultimate destination i want ultimate goal which i am seeking is moksha nothing more nothing less such a person vigat ichha bhaya krodha free from ichha bhaya and krodha all this three has gone because of his deep understanding of the truth his ichha desires for worldly pleasures and worldly objects they have dropped off fear has gone fear is there because of our sense of limitation we think i am this limited being so i want to protect it but when i come to know even intellectually that i am that pure consciousness unborn deathless eternal 
I become free of all fear. When I come to know that I am, there is no other person or other object to frighten me, to limit me, fear is always there from someone else, other. But there is no other to frighten me. There is no other to limit me. There is no other to destroy me. Person becomes free of all fear, free from all krodha also, because when ichha is not there, kama is not there, krodha has also disappeared. So, vigat ichha bhayak krodha, such a person, when he attains this state, such a person, Bhagavan says, yas sada mukta evasaha, he considered him as mukta only then. You don't have to then, this is, he has reached the state of nirvikalpa samadhi and is free. Because no dvaita is there, no experience of duality. This ego has dropped and he has reached the state of aparoksha anubhuti. Yes, sada, he who is in this state, Bhagavan says, mukta eva saha, he is free. Is consider him as free. Yes, sada mukta eva saha. So this uh, is the path of meditation, the final exit door. So through this path, what does he experience or what does he know through this what? what is the nature of the self, he realizes. Bhagwan mentions this in the last verse now. He says, Bhoktaram yadnyatapasam Sarvalokamaheshwaram Sahradam sarvabhutanam Nyatvamam kshantim ritchati Bhoktaram yaknyatapasam Sarvaloka maheshwaram Suhradam sarva Nyatvatmam shantim ritchati In that state of meditation, Bhagavan says, Nyatvamam, having known, having realized me, Shantim Ritchati, he attained that supreme state of peace. From where you came. Here he was meditating on the self and he has uh, recognized and realized the self and Bhagavan says he has realized me. So I and Bhagavan is same. See, it's like the, that again, the example of the ocean and the wave. The wave is meditating. The wave is a dhyana yogi. The wave has understood that I am not this form, but I am that water, pure water. I am not undergoing any modification, any change. The outer form undergoes modification and change. The outer form is born and it dies, but I, the water, is neither born nor do I die. So let us imagine a wave is meditating and it realizes that, oh, I am that water. And when it realizes that I am water, it also realizes that I am there in all the waves. In fact, I am the ocean. 
I am the ocean and I am all the waves. So when we talk about the ocean, it is Ishvara. And when we talk about one um, wave, it is Jiva. So the Jiva has understood that he is one with that Ishvara. So here, when Bhagwan says, you will understand me, Bhagwan is talking as Ishvara. So this, who is Ishvara? Ishvara is Bhoktaram Yadnyatapasam. He is the cosmic enjoyer. The Jiva is the individual enjoyer of Sukha and Dukkha. But the, but the Ishvara is the cosmic enjoyer. Bhoktaram Yadnyatapasa is the ultimate enjoyer of all Yadnya, all Tapas, all Sadhana. And Sarvaloka Maheshwaram and the Lord and Master of the entire world, entire creation. Suhradam Sarvabhutanam and a dear friend of all beings. This is the Ishvara, huh? God. The nature of God and nature of mine, my nature is one and the same. But with respect to the outer form, my nature is different, God is different. God is the creator and the master of this world and I am the created and the sevak of God. But as the essential truth, we are one. So here Bhagwan is talking about his nature as Ishwar. So, Bhoktaram, the ultimate enjoyer of all the experiences of this world, goes to the Ishwara only. He is the master of Yadnya Tapas and Sarva Loka Maheshwaram, Lord of the entire creation. From Ishwara alone, the world comes to existence, sustains and again dissolves into him. Ocean is the master of all the waves. All the waves exist in ocean are sustained by the ocean and dissolves into ocean. One wave and ocean you cannot compare. One wave cannot say that I am, I am, I am the ocean. Wave can say my nature and the nature of ocean is one. So as form, the wave and ocean are different. As the essential nature, as water, they are one. So when we reach the state of meditation, we not only know my real nature, but we also know that I and my, and Ishwara, the nature of Ishwara and me are one and the same. I become one with Ishwara. Shivoham, that is called Shivoham Shivoham. Shiva and Aham becomes one. Shiva is no longer different. Shiva and I become one. So, Bhoktaram Yadnyatapasam Loka Sarva Loka Maheshwaram Suhradam Sarva Bhutanam I am the friend of all beings. Surad means one who is friend without having any expectation in return. One who blesses everyone, gives everyone without any expectation of anything coming in return. Hmm. Not with any ulterior motive. So, Ishvara is our real friend. As a Jiva, Ishvara is our real friend. He is there all the time. Not only in this life, but all the lifetime. If we can make friendship with Ishvara, then we don't have to worry about life and death. 
till we reach moksha life and death because everywhere ishvara is there everywhere our friend is there if we make friendship with worldly people they are not there with us all the time itna mehnat karke friendship bana diya sms wagaire bhej ke friendship band laga ke but then when we need it they are not there what happened to your friend who no, is gone for a party leaving you alone yes it's all intelligent people's party anyway so sarva suradam suradam sarva bhutana friend of all nyatva maam having known that in the state of meditation he knows the self he knows me as one with him having known me bhagwan says shantim ruchyati he attains supreme peace peace that passes all understanding peace which is the very nature of the self that peace is attained by this realize master so this is the path of meditation so again i will repeat first step is karma yoga through karma yoga we gain uh, what you call purity of our mind then we should follow the path of jnana then we should understand through knowledge that i am not the doer then i become a karma sanyasi and then i have to follow the path of meditation and realize my own self the concluding uh, uh, sankalpa vakya also will chant om tat sad iti shrimad bhagavad gita su upanishad su brahma vidyayam yoga shastre श्रीकृष्णाजुन संवाद कर्म संयासो नाम पंचमोध्याय सो ओम तत्सत इज द इंडिकेटर ऑफ दट ब्रह्म इज ब्रह्म दट सुप्रीम रियालिटी ब्रह्म और आत्मा is indicated by the term om by the term tat by the term sat om tat sat iti shrimad bhagavad gita so this is shrimad bhagavad gita upanishad so this is upanishad only or the essence of all the upanishads upanishad gives reveals the supreme knowledge of that reality which are very ancient which are part of vedas and this bhagavad gita is also upanishad because it reveals the essence of all the upanishads brahma vidyayam in this is the knowledge of brahma and yoga shastra and science of yoga science of spiritual practices in the form of a dialogue between krishna and arjuna shri krishna arjuna samvade karma sanyasa yoga nama this present chapter is called karma sanyasa yoga because it talks about karma yoga and sanyasa yoga then hinted about dhyana yoga but karma main topic is karma yoga and sanyasa yoga 
therefore it is called karma sanyasa yogo nama panchamodhyay the fifth chapter concludes here but the topic is not over so this is like a beginning of the next chapter so the next chapter is on uh, dhyana yoga so after encouraging and inspiring arjuna to understand the grand vision and uh, also inspiring him to understand the 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 dhyana yoga then bhagwan will explain dhyana yoga in detail we'll conclude here with a prayer who Ooh.